All right, welcome to Off the Ball with Lucas and Wallen. We're back again. Salutations. <laughs> welcome back. Uh, it's been a while uh, since we put out an episode, but Lucas had to go, you know, to the great parks of America and get some vacation in, and he's back. Welcome back. Thank you, Wallen. You should have took me with you, but it's cool. I get it. I get it. It's all good. Go ahead and enjoy the great outdoors without Wallen. That's fine. We don't have to communicate at all. We, we <laughs> this is the first time we've actually we talked before. We we talked about a couple of sports things before this, so I'll I'll give you that. Uh, but yeah, let's start it off, man. Like it's it's, it's another week of sports uh, and another week of the NBA taking over all the headlines. But today we have a great matchup with the Blazers and the uh, well the Portland Blazers and the Memphis Grizzlies. The playing game today at two thirty. Um, and I think the biggest question I have and a lot of people have is, how does the play-in games work, Lucas? Yeah, so the way the play-in game works is that the Blazers as the eighth seed taking on the Grizzlies as the ninth seed, the Grizzlies have to beat the Blazers twice in order to advance to the first round against the Lakers. Blazers as the higher seed only have to win one game. Man, an actual world where being a higher seed actually has its advantages. That's awesome. I'm like, usually like being a higher seed really doesn't mean anything, but it actually has an advantage for them this time, which is probably why ESPN's matchup poll has the Portland Blazers playing the Los Angeles Lakers. But well, especially within the bubble, you know, there's no home court advantage for anybody since they're all playing on Orlando. That I guess sense. maybe besides the magic, but even then. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the, the magics, are, the magic players are home. Oh man, that's that has to be weird being home, but not being able to go to your house. Yeah, maybe, you know, like living, be, being stuck ten minutes away from your house or wherever. Yeah, that's wild. And no fans. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. But thanks for explaining that because I didn't know before, and I was like, why is there two games on here? Is it the best of three? I'm like that doesn't make any sense. But that that it actually has an advantage for the Portland Blazers and. It makes sense why they like were playing so hard, but let's talk about Dame and we can just have a whole conversation about Dame. But I want to talk about the the matchup between Dame versus Ja, two very entertaining players, two very special players. It's going to be fun to watch these games. I kind of secretly hope that the Blazers lose. I don't think it's going to happen, but I do. I would like to see them play twice and maybe see this as like Ja's like. Jaws already had his coming out moment, but like solidifying, like I'm here. Yeah, the, I'm a star moment. Yes, like being able to do because nobody else, no one's watching anything else but you right now. Like, the, and I think that's what's elevated Dame and people like T.J. Warren and Booker, like Devin Booker, is the fact that we're not watching a lot of other things. That, that out of all the sports, the NBA is the most entertaining right now, and that's what's elevated them right now. Like Dame's always been a star, but it feels like everyone's now seeing how great he really is and but being able to see Ja come out and ball out against Dame and the Blazers kind of on this national stage with with everybody watching I would like to see that yeah Dame is you know like you said he was already a star but I think he's really kind of stepped it up into that superstar role yeah really with his I mean his last three games are things we've only seen really from Kobe I, I seriously had that thought when I saw when when he missed those two free throws against the Clippers 
and Patrick Beverly and Paul George, they all were clowning him and stuff. And he was mm-hmm. like, and, and he's always been this serious guy. He's like, yo, I sent them home before. I sent Paul George home last year. I sent Beverly home two years ago. Like, it's a sign of respect. But all right. And then it kept blowing up and it kind of kind of kind of became personal with Paul George and like their like like Dame's sister and Paul George's like girlfriend, wife um, at the mm-hmm. time or like Paul George's wife. And it kind of just spoiled over and then like I think or spilled over. And then I think Paul George and Dame had like a like a talk and they're like, yo, it's not personal. It's just like it's just like it's just like a game thing. Like, right. Like it's just competitiveness. But he's the, he does that and it just pisses him off. And he goes out these next three games and just drops like six. He's averaging like 55 or something like that. He's like yeah. three games. It's unbelievable. Like, Dame's got to be one of the few players in the league right now who can have that, that Mamba mentality, really. That was, that was the thing that uh, separated Kobe from everybody else is that if you tick him off, you don't know what's going to happen next. He, he's going to drop 60 on you, no problem. And, you know, in, like in the, the MJ Dak. He took it personally. Yeah. <laughs> and I took that personally. <laughs> no, that it, it it really shows. I remember thinking he legit has that Mamba mentality, that Michael Jordan mentality. And I think after one of the games, uh, I think the game before they played the Nets, he was like, the job isn't done yet. Right. Like it's, exactly. not, it's not done yet. I'm like, that's, that's literally straight Kobe right there. Like that's <laughs> literally it. He's like, the job's not done yet. We still got, we still want to make it in the playoffs and do what we got to do. And then seeing, and again, that game uh, a few nights ago with the Nets and the Blazers was the most, like, I was so into it and it was so entertaining because. Oh, it was awesome. I, I, I love Dame and I, I was rooting for Dame, but I kind of was also rooting for, for Devin Booker and, and the Suns. Cause I would, I would have loved to seen the Suns make it in and then like rewrite the ship, you know what I mean? And, and being able to have Devin Booker continue to build on the success that he's been having and the team's been having, that would have been great to see, but mm-hmm. it was weird. Cause I, I kind of wanted both and I was okay with it, but watching that game, it came down to the wire and they're basically playing this pop Warner, uh, high school, middle school defense on on Dame doubling him as soon as he crosses the the <laughs> half court because he hit and that it end. didn't matter. It didn't even matter. There's like a couple of times where he would go around a screen or they would come up and they would come up to try to get him and he would just throw it up and it would he go. Let, in. He was letting it fly from just over half court. Yeah, it it was insane, insane. It, I, I've. It, and you can't say it's like, and I'm thinking back to it too. I'm like, yo, like Steph is pretty good too, but Steph isn't this, right? Because Steph can let it go from there, but Steph, it, it, it depends. He's really good in the regular season. I don't see Steph show up like this in big time moments, but Dame does this consistently. He did this. He took that same shot against Paul George in the playoffs last year, and he mm-hmm. went in to win the game. He's just a different breed, and. Somebody needs to put everybody needs to put respect on his name for sure. Yeah. the The question is, is the rest of the team going to be enough to help him do anything in the playoffs? Though. Yeah, Levert went crazy that game too. Yeah. Oh, let's not even talk about what the Nets are going to look like with KD and Levert and Kyrie. Kyrie. I'm interested to see how Kyrie does too, just because I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. 
that that three, those three, have you know, they could be the best big three in the NBA, but we have no idea how they're going to play together. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a whole nother. I can't wait for I can't wait for that to happen. But um, yeah, but I, I don't know with Dame. I don't know if the team has enough. I remember uh, Carmelo because they were doubling, and, and this is the thing: they're doubling Dame. And I think Carmelo was over in the corner and like for like that, that, that three, he was wide open. He took the shot basically to seal the game and he missed it. And I was like, damn, like, yeah. but Carmelo did come up pretty clutch a couple of possessions before. Cause he had a three before then and he came up clutch. So I'm not going to take that away from Carmelo, but the fact that they're able to double Dame at half court and basically it's kind of like a 50, 50 split, whether they're going to score when they have a wide open, player on the team that's not good yeah well i mean carmelo is obviously carmelo but he's definitely going through a a slump right now and you know then cj mccullough is playing with i think a broken bone in his back yeah he has like a ruptured vertebrae or something like that so he's been struggling too and that's really what has facilitated you know dame taking over um I think their other the other two starters um, were both missed mo- the majority of the season with injuries, and these are like their first games back. So, uh, I think you know Gary Trent coming off the bench has played really well in the bubble. Yeah, but you know if you're relying on Gary Trent at this point, I don't know how far you can go in the playoffs. Probably not far, far at all, especially against the Lakers. Exactly. <laughs> um, the Lake, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but the Lakers are good. I don't know if they're great. I don't know if they're good enough to make it past some of these other teams, but they're good. I do have worries, but <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Uh, but as far as this being like the first play-in in like the NBA in like I think a long time, I don't think it's ever been this type of format before, but we've had play-ins in the past, right? I think um, – in 2018, the Denver Nuggets versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think it was like on the final night of like the 2017, 2018 regular season, the Nuggets uh, went over to the Timberwolves uh, arena for the final spot in the NBA playoffs. And that was, it's never been structured that way, but they've had these play in games. And I remember watching that game because uh, I remember Jimmy Butler was playing in that game, Carl Anthony Towns. And I think uh, Minnesota ended up winning that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they went to go face off uh, against the the Rockets, and I think they lost in five games. But that was one. And then 1997, the Washington Bullets versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, and I think it was like the Cle- Cleveland hosted uh, Washington uh, for the opportunity to take on Michael Jordan and the Bulls in the first <laughs> round of 1997 playoffs uh, behind Chris Webber's double-double. I think he had 23 points, 17 rebounds. Uh, the Bullets defeated the Cle- uh, defeated Cleveland by a final score of eighty five to eighty one, and yeah, and yeah, <laughs> we all know how that ended up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and and I think in nineteen ninety five, the Sacramento Kings versus uh, the Denver Nuggets was like also kind of the same scenario as well. But those were like the last like real play in games at the end of like the regular season. But it wasn't like the way it is now, where it actually really really matters. 
Like, I mean, mm-hmm. those really, really mattered, but these are like the way that it's actually structured and it's saying like, this is a legitimate play in game by the NBA adds to the dramatics, right? Which is cool, but it just hasn't happened in NBA history a lot. And I think that is, this is a really cool opportunity and a really cool moment to be, to be able to watch. Yeah. And I really wonder if this is, this format is going to be something they implement in the future and, you know, in more normal seasons of they'll keep this rolling where they give the the ninth seed a chance. Yeah. That would be, that would be really cool to see. Like, and now you, you have incentive to play hard throughout the regular season and not be the eighth seed. Cause you just don't want to play an extra game or two before you enter the playoffs playing the number one seed. That, exactly. would, that would be awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm completely in favor of all that. And Maybe this bubble has been a blessing in disguise. Maybe we'll have a more entertaining regular season throughout uh, the, the, I mean, the rest of the NBA seasons to come. That would be yeah. awesome. It's definitely given them an opportunity to kind of you know experiment more. There's some ideas they've been kicking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the playoffs, like we, this is a great segue into like our our next topic. It's the NBA playoff playoffs are basically set. Um, Barring that game with the Blazers and the um, and the Grizzlies, it's basically set. They're, we're ready to go. Um, and I kind of just run through those matchups for the East. We have the Milwaukee Bucks versus uh, the number the number one Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks versus the number eight Orlando Magic, which is I I, I don't think that's going to be a very competitive <laughs> very competitive series but you never know i think uh I, I think last year the magic made it a little bit competitive by winning one or two games against the against the raptors i think they won the first game against the raptors last year and they kind of made it kind of competitive but eh. i think the magic i remember reading the magic just lost uh mo bamba he was he had you know con- contracted uh covid back in june mm-hmm. and they he was apparently feeling some uh some side effects of that and uh, some complications as the result of that. And he went, he left the bubble to undergo further evaluations. So I don't expect him to be playing in this series. And he's definitely one of the few people who can probably match up against Giannis. Yeah. Uh, it's very true. Yeah, man. Also, this is a great opportunity to say, don't mess with COVID. Like the, like the, this is, Mo Mamba is like one of the like he's a world class athlete. He trains all his life. He has like a probably a pretty healthy diet. Like he's he's a healthy young individual, and he's having having side effects right now. Right, like don't mess with COVID. Right, just just don't do that. And yeah, it's it's actually a shame to see him not be able to play in this. And it's it, it's probably not going to be a very 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 competitive series at all. But thanks for showing up, Orlando. I mean, at least you won't have to go far. <laughs> All right. Next, we got uh, the Toronto, the number two Toronto Raptors versus the number seven Brooklyn Nets. Um, again, I, I think this might be interesting. Uh, not too interesting, but I think it might be interesting. I think that seeing Levert, seeing how he carries the team, uh, seeing how he comes through, that would be interesting to see. But Toronto is just really good, man. They they were good without Kawhi, and they're still good without him. So, yeah, I just I just don't see. Brooklyn having the weapons to advance. Yeah. I, Levert's been tearing it up, but I just don't see who else can help them 
get past Toronto. Toronto, great team defense. They've still got great players. Lowry, uh, Pascal, Siam. Um, there's too much. There's just way too much. Yeah. Good luck. Maybe next year, Brooklyn. Maybe next year. Most next likely. Year, most likely next, next year. year. <laughs> look out for them. Yeah, most likely next year. That'll be your year, most likely. Um, okay, move down. We got the the number three Boston Celtics versus the number six Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, yeah. Ben Simmons is still out. I don't know when he plans on coming back. Yeah, I, I have not seen really an update. I know he hurt his knee. I'm not sure if he's expected to be back in the playoffs or not. Yeah. I still think that's a that's an intriguing matchup. Philly still has some weapons with uh, Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. I think, you know, the the ball bounces the right way. They could definitely give Boston a scare. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, uh, let's go down to my favorite matchup, my most compelling matchup. The number four Indiana Pacers versus the number five Miami Heat of South Beach. The Unstoppables. They're going to win it all, according to Jimmy Butler, and I believe them. <laughs> I don't care what nobody says. I believe Jimmy, and Jimmy we trust. I, I think I think this is going to be a, a compelling matchup. I'm going to come back later and tell you why I think it's going to be a compelling matchup. So I'm going to hold my thoughts. I don't know if you want to have, hold your thoughts too, Lucas, but... I'm just going to go over to the Western Conference because I have a lot to say about the Miami Heat versus the Indiana Pacers. Well, I will I will say about that matchup is I was not aware that Miami was the the lower seed. Um, you know, just from watching the season, I assumed that Miami was definitely a better team than Indiana. So we'll see how that plays out, though. Yeah, we we ended up losing that. Yeah, we. I don't. I think the lower seed happened recently. Uh, because I think was that just a bubble thing? Yeah, we 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 one we lost a lot of games in the bubble because we were number four for quite quite some time. Uh, we lost a couple of games in the bubble because we you know we had, I think we lost two games against uh, in the bubble when we lost Drodrick and um, Jimmy Butler to like ankles, so mm-hmm. we lost them. So we lost a couple of those games, and then we just played yesterday against the Pacers. Granted, a lot of the players weren't in. I mean, Udonis yeah. Udonis Haslam started. Yeah, I know Miami was playing a lot of their their backups for the past couple of games. Yeah, yeah, we got none is just not like he's not in his rhythm. Um, so there's a lot of stuff, man. There's a lot of stuff, but I think they'll they'll we'll get it figured out. And we lost um, we lost uh, Derek Jones Jr. Uh, to a neck strain. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, but I think he'll be fine. He'll probably be back in a few weeks. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, let's go right. into the to Western Conference. Obviously, number one, Los Angeles Lakers versus uh, either the Portland Blazers or the Memphis Grizzlies. Most likely, the Portland Blazers. I, I would I, if he, if they play Portland, I think that it's going to be interesting. Uh, just to see Dame, not like as exactly. competitive. I don't think they're going to be that competitive. But you never know with Dame and what he does, and you don't know how the other guys are going to show up. But we'll see. Well, Wallen, riddle me this. Oh, I'm here. I'm here for it. Who on the Lakers is going to guard Dame? Dion Waiters? Alex Caruso? Really? <laughs> what what guards are on the Lakers that have a prayer in checking Dame? I honestly think I honestly think they might resort to putting LeBron on him if it gets that bad. 
Maybe JR. I, I, I don't I, know. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. You're right. I don't know who they. I don't know who they. Who they would put on them. The Lakers. They're they're hurting for guards. They, they had are. injuries. Um, to was it Rajon Rondo and uh, Rajon's out of there. Yeah, there's somebody else who got injured too. But yeah, they're they're guards. Danny Green, Dion Waiters, and Alex Caruso. Yeah, that's not. I mean, that's not very uh, reassuring. I mean, obviously LeBron handles most of the ball handling, but is LeBron? I, LeBron's oh. LeBron. Is can he check Dame? Yeah, you know what? You know who they lost? They lost Avery Bradley, who is their defensive that's, guy. That's who it was. Yes, yeah, that's their defensive guy. He's he's done. He's oh no, that, but he he's not done. I think he just didn't start the restart. He just didn't resume with the restart. So okay, did he, he did he opt out? Yeah, he opted out. Okay. Uh, yeah, June 23rd. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Rondo's day to day, so we'll see, but I mean, I don't even think Rondo is going to be able to check him either, but yeah. Uh, if Dion waiters has to check Dame, it's Dame's over. putting up 50. It's over. He's that going to average 50 in that series. Hey, <laughs> waiters are you heard down. it here first folks. Yo, listen, Dave, will, Dave will come down, hit a three in uh, waiters. eye, and, and waiters will come down and just try to force one two just to kind of match it. So, I mean, at this point, no idea like who's going to guard him. That's a great, that's a great point. I have not thought, I did not think about that, but if the worst comes to worst, they'll just put LeBron on Dame. They just, I, I know they would. I don't, if that's the only person that can beat you, they'll just put LeBron on them and then hope that somebody else, like, I mean, Carmelo will probably just put whoever they put on one on the, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm very interested. That's a very good point. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I did that. Listen, this is why you want to show Lucas. Cause I, I did not think about that. That is a great point. That is a great point. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back. We'll talk about that later or on the next all show. Right. Um, all right. Next matchup, the, Number two, L.A. Clippers versus the number seven, Dallas Mavericks. What are your thoughts? I think it's going to be an interesting series. I think the Clippers definitely pull away, but I am a big fan of Luka. However, Dallas does not play any defense whatsoever. None at all. At all. Who they just play? They just played somebody that like 140 points. Who did they just play, man? Oh, it was ridiculous. I don't remember who it was. It was it was it was ridiculous. It was pretty bad. And I was like, yo, play deep. I think it was the Suns, maybe. Something like that. I was like, play some defense, guys. But hey, they'll hit from all different cylinders. But yeah, this is ultimately a Clippers win for sure. Yeah. Right. I, there's no way. Kawhi too much. Kawhi, Paul George, way too much firepower. Luca, Chris Stapps, great. Neither of them play defense. Yeah. That's not gonna help. <laughs> That is not going to help with like two of the arguably two of the best two way players in the NBA. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe see if Kawhi or, or George, whoever ends up pulling the assignment against Luca, it'll be a great individual matchup. Yeah. Yeah. But not nearly enough to pull the upset. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Number three, Denver Nuggets versus the number six, Utah Jazz. This is going to be an interesting one. I, I think this one might this one has the capabilities of going seven. Really? I do. I think so. Tell me more. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I feel at watching Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell's gonna be great. He's good. Uh but it just feels like he hasn't been meshing like the the team just doesn't feel like they've been meshing well. 
mm-hmm. at all. I don't know why. I just, like, it just doesn't feel right at all. It just doesn't feel like they're they're moving on all cylinders. It doesn't mean it doesn't feel like they're able to keep like pace with a lot of teams that they've been playing in the bubble. I just I just haven't been impressed with the with the Jazz as of late. Um, the Nuggets. I like the Nuggets. I think they. I think they're sleeper. I think they've been a, a really, really deceptive sleeper, and a lot of people oh. aren't talking about them. But I am. A, I am a big Nuggets fan. Yeah. I love that. I love that team. Yeah, but I think that. I think that. Yeah, I, I just realized that I said that I think it might go seven, and now it's making me sound like I'm like, oh, Denver's gonna kill them. Uh, but <laughs> I just. I think they've been really quiet um, as well. But I, I haven't. I haven't seen enough to see that like see Denver really pull away. Denver's obviously won the series against uh the Jazz all season. They've beat them every game that they've played. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been by a lot. I think the first game and like the, the first game they played in January, they like Utah Utah lost like a, like I think Denver won 106 to 100, right? So 6 point difference there. February 5th, 2020 Denver uh, ended up uh, winning ninety eight to ninety five. That's a three point difference. And then August, when they recently played Utah, uh, excuse me, Denver won one thirty four to one thirty two. So obviously, like it's not that big. They're they're winning, but I don't think it's that far away. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But I do like the Nuggets. I, I think it could either go I, 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 either Denver is going to sweep them or it's going to go seven. That's how I feel. All right. Um, like I said, I'm a big Nuggets fan. They're kind of my dark horse. I could see them making a run to the the Western Conference Finals. Um, just they're so deep, a uh, lot of talent. I I love what I've seen from Bull Bull in the bubble. Um, I think he could be kind of their their secret weapon off the bench. Um, a matchup between him and Rudy Gobert. Could be really interesting. Okay, uh, you know the the two really tall guys with long arms blocking shots. Uh, Bull Bull's ability to step out, kind of draw Gobert away from the paint, and same thing with uh, uh, Nikola Jokic, his ability to draw Gobert away from the paint. Yep, I was about to say. Yep, gonna really put a hamper in what Utah wants to do, uh, kind of forcing drivers to Gobert where he can alter shots and block shots. Yeah. So going to be kind of a really interesting uh, kind of mental matchup between the coaches and who can enforce their, their play style first. Yeah. I will say that I, I, I walked back my statement from earlier kind of <laughs> when I was like, yeah, this could definitely go seven. And then I was like, yeah, I could go either way. It could go seven or it can be a sweep. <laughs> so I definitely walked it all the way back, but well, I didn't walk it all the way back. I kind of, put a little something in there. Let me let me let me pick one so I can be held accountable. I'll okay. say I say it goes now I'm 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 really walking it back now if I say this, but I will. I think it goes 5. Denver. <laughs> I think it goes 5 games Denver ultimately pulls it out. That's what I'll say. But I will also say just to cover my tracks don't be surprised if it goes seven. <laughs> it could go six also, just to really cover every possibility. Yeah, it definitely could go six, but it's definitely, I mean, it could go four. I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think it'll probably go five. So I, I definitely just walked that statement all the way back, but I'm going to kick myself in the 
let it be known, Wallen is never wrong. Yeah, they'll they'll learn. They'll learn, Lucas. Don't worry. They'll they'll definitely learn. <laughs> all right, like, all right. So here's the last matchup here, and these are like this is going to be one of the things that I hang on to a little bit longer. The number four Houston Rockets versus the number five Oklahoma City Thunder. So my my most compelling matchups within the playoffs are is this matchup with Houston and Oklahoma City and Indiana and Miami, and I'll tell you why. Well, let me let you give your analysis on the Rockets and the the Thunder real quick, Lucas, before I go all in on why I think these are the most compelling games. Well, obviously there's the storyline with James Harden and maybe Russell Westbrook. He's kind of uncertain with an injury of whether he's going to be available for this series. Yeah. But them coming home to play against OKC where that all started for them. Intriguing matchup. Um, OKC is just kind of this young team that came out of nowhere. I think at one point during the regular season, they had less than a 2% chance of making the playoffs. And here they are. This is the five seed. Um, Chris Paul kind of also Chris Paul playing against his former team with the Rockets. So there's a lot of a lot of familiarity between the two teams makes for a lot of good storylines. The Rockets style is always going to be interesting. They've kind of, Changed to the the ultra small ball approach, playing mm-hmm. six foot five PJ Tucker at center. Uh, OKC has a lot of size. Whether they can exploit that or not is another interesting matchup. A um, lot of storylines, a lot of matchups. OKC largely unproven, very young. See if this can be a team that really builds something here going into future seasons. Well, is Houston, is this the last hurrah for them? A lot of talk of whether uh, Mike D'Antoni is going to be brought back or not. And yeah. Well, is this the end of the the ultra three-ball system for them? You you stole all my, my hot takes here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, no. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, that, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> but I can, I can add a little oomph to this a little bit here. So I think that everything you said is very true. I think being able to see Chris Paul, like, and you know Chris Paul, he's just a tyrant. He's not, he doesn't forget things. He's going to give it his all against Houston for, like, making that trade happen because I'm pretty sure he didn't want to leave Houston. I think Mm -hmm. that was a Houston, that was a Houston decision uh, within the front office. But him going to Oklahoma, I remember people were saying, there's no way, like, he's not going to, they're going to buy him out. He's not going to stick it out. He's not going to play. They're going to trade him somewhere. They're going to buy him out. Not only did he stay, but he's gotten them to this point where they are, they're extremely competitive when no one thought they were going to be competitive. They're number five in the West. Nobody thought they were going to be any good this year. That's why they thought they were going to buy Chris Paul out. Oh, they're not a contender. They won't, they're going to be at the bottom of the league. And, they're not <laughs> no. number five in the West. That is not a small feat at all. And Chris Paul is a huge part of that. But also seeing the young, the young fella, my boy Alexander. I ain't going to try like side Gilgris Alexander. There you go. I love that kid, man. I said shy. Shay. <laughs> I love that kid, man. Like I just, I, I, I think he's amazing. I like seeing him. 
I like he's him. a great, great up and coming player. I, I think he's him like being able to learn and play alongside Chris Paul has helped him. Mm-hmm, definitely. Another Kentucky kid. What? This is his second year in the league. He, yeah. he he's he has a lot of potential. Good job, Charlotte. <laughs> like he looks really good. And then being able to see like and then like with the Rockets playing that small ball, right? Here comes Adams, right? Like one of the strongest men in the league. Let's see how that really works. Because mm-hmm. I've I've actually been able. I've see. I've watched a couple games. James Harden. People people have said James Harden doesn't play defense. James Harden just is just a scorer. That's not true. James Harden plays defense, and he's strong. He's deceptively strong. I've oh, seen yeah. him against fours and centers like just literally in there mixing it up with them mm-hmm. so don't don't tell me that but i don't think it's going to go well against steven adams but hey uh but i i think it's an interesting matchup just within the storyline and the, the 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 weapons that they both have and like now westbrook is you know we don't know where westbrook's gonna be at but you know westbrook if he's playing he's bringing it all anyway he gonna have a little extra in the tank as well playing against his former team so I'm, it's, it's just a lot of different storylines, a lot of different things going on, and I would love to see some of the up-and-coming names within those teams kind of shine, right? But also see some of those vets do their thing as well. So I think that those are two things that are important to see and important to like keep a lookout for. I think this, I think this will be a compelling matchup for, for those reasons alone. Mm-hmm. But let me go take it where I want to take it. Let me say one thing. Go ahead, go ahead. Seeing all these young guys for OKC really develop and ball out just gives me hope about my Detroit Pistons. You know, we just signed, took their GM, uh, <laughs> Weber, and it just gives me hope that maybe one day, one day, we can get back. I will just say, leave it up to Lucas to bring the Pistons into this. Leave it up to Lucas with his hope. His 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 poor little heart. Y'all but yeah, y'all need to stop making I need to stop making Lucas go through this, man. Pisses. Get it figured don't, out. Don't it, give me hope. No, but, but you're that those are very valid points because uh that GM is something though. I'm a, I'm gonna be real with you. He different. He different. But all right. Let me take you where I want to take it, Lucas. Right, am all I right. good? Am I okay to go? You're 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 clear for takeoff. The Miami Heat. Oh no. Number five. South Beach's finest, the team with the dream. Jimmy Butler says we're going to win it all against the Indiana Pacers. Now, people might think that this is just, oh, it's just the the number five team versus number four team, classic mid-tier playoff bracket game where it could go either way. No, it's more than that, okay? It's way more than that. Let me take you back to a few months ago. Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren. They playing, you know, going up and down the court. They're getting a little hostile with each other, bumping. Jimmy Butler putting up points. TJ Warren talking. TJ Warren putting, giving elbows and shots. Jimmy giving elbows and shots. And then finally it boils over. Jimmy gives Warren a shove to the chest. Mm, let's him feel that. T.J. Warren goes ahead and yells his profanity. Jimmy Butler doesn't have to say profanity. He just lets him know what's up. I'm the big dog. T.J. Warren gets ejected. 
Now we bring it back to the bubble, right? That was a big storyline then. Then we bring it back to the bubble. Jimmy Butler gets hurt for two games. The Heat end up losing both those games. Jimmy Butler says, I'm coming back the next game, which happens to be the Indiana Pacers game. TJ Warren, nevertheless, has, is going off, going crazy, setting the league in the bubble on notice, letting them know, I'm the man. I'm putting up shots. What's up? 51 points. Holla at me. Jimmy said, all right, I see you. Jimmy Butler comes back, holds that boy to what, like 15 points? Jimmy I think it was like 12. 12? Mm. Sorry, Jimmy. I'm sorry that I gave him a little extra. Don't take it personal. <laughs> Jimmy gets 19 points. Shoot, I think Jimmy finished with 21, to be honest. They win that game. Now, with all that going on, we have the young Miami Heat team. Jimmy Butler says they're going to win it all. It's just a little roadblock, and I believe him. But you add the fact that Victor Oladipo might come back as well. This might this has the makings of a very, very interesting playoff series where I'm just going to say I think the Miami Dolphins are going to ultimately win no matter what happens. But look at the story. Look at the picture I just painted for you. This is a great, compelling matchup. Just off of this, just you can just tune tune into the post game pressers. That's all you need to do. Just tune into that. It's enough. That's enough. That's all I wanted to say. That, that's why I think this is going to be compelling. We have tree. I'm not even t- going to talk about the players. I did a little bit, but that's it. You already know Jimmy Butler's going to bring that heat. The Pacers are going to do their best to bring that heat, and we going we going we, we going to see. We going to see. No, no pun intended by saying bring that heat. By the way. Like what Ooh. I did there. Oh, like what I did there. But yeah, <laughs> man, I think this. I think it's gonna be a great matchup. I do. I do. Just like based off the storylines, um, I think it's two great teams. They're they're pretty good. I think they have really good uh, young players coming up in those teams as well. So yeah, uh, I, I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, definitely. Really intrigued by uh, Miami's Tyler Hero. What he's been able to do. They've kind of uh, rested their starters the past couple games and allowed him to kind of take the lead and. He's balled out. Yeah. It's been really impressive. It's going to be interesting to see if he can be come a weapon for them off the bench during you know the games that actually matter, yeah. and kind of continue his development. Yeah, very true. I'm, I, listen, we got that fight. You saw, you saw my boy Duncan Robinson too, looking right. Oh don't, yeah. Don't forget about Duncan now. Shooter. Don't forget about him now. Um, but yeah. I think it's. I think it's going to be intriguing. I know we spent a lot of time on on the NBA, but you know, the, to, to me right now, I think this is the most intriguing league right now. Oh, uh, it's, yeah, it's exciting, and that's why we spent a lot of time. And we're still going to spend the next couple of ten minutes on the the NBA as well because uh, we're going to move over here to the NBA coaches being fired here. Um, happens quick, you know. Life comes at you pretty quick, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Bulls, go ahead and informed. Coach, head coach Jim Bolin. Bolin, am I saying that right, Lucas? You're the Boylan. one. Boylan. Boylan. Hey man, you know I'm bad with names. They go ahead and fire him. I don't really think there's much there. We kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, kind of surprising. He lasted two years. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe the Bulls players kind of formed a mutiny against him within his first week yep. of being the coach. Yep. They were one of the worst teams in the NBA over his uh, his his period as coach. Um, He's seemed to be universally hated by everybody. Uh, new GM came in and finally decided to clean house. Out of there. Not surprising. Interesting to see who they're going to hire, but not surprising at all. But uh, move on to the Pelicans. Go ahead and uh, 
letting head coach Alvin Gentry know that his time is up. This breaking one, news. yeah, breaking news. This one, this one, like literally, like a few minutes before we got on air here, right? Let's get got on here. Um, yeah, man, poor Alvin, man. I like Alvin, man. I really do. I, I think they should have gave him at least one more year with, with, with a healthy Zay. Yeah, or, like come on. I really think you know they're they disappointed in the bubble. Um, the NBA kind of really gave the Pelicans every chance to make the playoffs, you know, they really, I think, you know, everybody thinks the NBA really wanted Zion in the playoffs and who can blame them. And they really underperformed. Um, Zion underperformed. Uh, Lonzo Ball was flat out terrible uh, for large portions of the bubble season. And I think it cost him his job. I think that's going to be a really attractive job for, whatever coaches are out there right now. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I, I really wanted to see Alvin get, cause they, they, they looked pretty decent last year. They didn't look terrible, Uh huh. but yeah, man, I think I would, I, I would have gave them another year. I would have gave them another season, but I mean, I guess if they already know that they're going to move in a different direction, why, why waste time? But exactly. I mean, Alvin's been there for about five years now, and uh, I think he's he's a good leader, man. But I don't, I, I honestly don't know who, what where they'll go with this because there's tons of people to pick from and choose from. I think they need to go get a younger coach that can that can really mesh well with all those guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know, uh, Lonzo. I don't know what's going on with Lonzo. I don't know what the future entails for him. He did not look good during the bubble at all, and I, and and. Let me let me go ahead and give him like some slack because there's a lot of players that do not look good in the bubble right now, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say that, but you know it's a, it's a unique situation. That, yeah, I just I I just don't understand. I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with him. I feel bad for um, JJ Redick. <laughs> oh, his streak, his streak is is snapped. Uh, like 22 years straight of making the playoffs, whether high school or college and NBA. Yeah, him, him, and both the the Spurs. Pop, uh, Pop handled that that interview really great. Oh. That question when they asked him, like, he's a legend. Your streak is is broken. He's like, did you big, did, big did you, news? Yeah, did you did you pay? Did you care about the streak before we lost, or is it just after we lost? <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I I think that like, I'm gonna just go out and say it. Like I, I'd much rather see black coaches have a little bit more opportunity instead of like just going mm-hmm. like, "Yep, like you're here and you take these L's as we try to rebuild." And as soon as we get all the pieces, you gotta go. I hate yeah. that. I think it's terrible. I think that needs to change. I would have gave them another year just to see. And if I gave them another year, and like, it's not like they're they're planning on winning a championship in the next two years. That's not what the that's not what's what's happening. Yeah. Give him a chance. Let's see what he looks like next year. With it, does make me, it does make me wonder of whether they have a specific guy in mind yeah. right now. And that, that's why they let him go is because they already know who exactly who they want. Yeah. I, I just personally would have gave him like a, like a longer time to have Zion full time because he basically didn't have Zion for half the year. So, yeah, yeah man, come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm we'll touch on that another time. Uh, yeah. So. That's how I feel about that. I know we got this next topic that you're going to go ahead and take over, Lucas. Yeah. 
Kings GM Vlade Divac, the former Sacramento Kings superstar, um, turned GM, announced that he was stepping down. I believe uh, he was hired around four years ago, and at that time he flat out said he's going to do things his way, and if they don't turn out, that he would leave his way. And this is him leaving his way on his own terms. He's probably going to go down in history as the guy <laughs> who passed on Luka Doncic. Yep. Um, decided to draft Marvin Bagley Jr., who's uh, I don't think has yet to play a full season over his yep. two years in the NBA. He's you know, a decent player, one healthy. But the fact is, when you pass up on Luka, who's averaging nearly a 30-point triple-double at 20 years old, it's one of those things you're always going to be remembered for. It's it's uh, it's passing on Carmelo and Dwayne Wade to draft Darko, which incidentally Joe Dumars is the man who is replacing him in Sacramento, <sighs> at least on an interim basis. So I'd say Sacramento really has a type. Trash, trash, trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, at least he he kept his word when he uh, traded Demarcus Cousins. He's like. If we're not better because of this trade in two years, I'm out of here. Don't let, yep. the, don't let the door hit you on the way out, bro. And, you know, arguably that trade worked out for them even. You know, DeMarcus has he suffered an injury shortly thereafter and hasn't really played since. So, I mean, obviously they didn't know that when they made the trade, but, you know, the fact that they got something for him right before – Demarcus's career is basically over. Arguably a good move. Trash, However, trash, trash, trash. <laughs> basically everything else he did. Terrible. Trash. Hella trash. Uh yeah, man. Listen, he got he had to go, man. It, Sacramento, they they went ahead and hired Luke Walton too. Like uh, they, just, they just can't get it figured out. And, uh, to be to be fair, Sacramento isn't a terrible place. It is not terrible. They do not have a terrible. You mean the city? Like, yeah, like it's not a terrible location. It's not a terrible. Location. You could be. You could be in a worse spots. It's not like they have. I, I guess arguably you could say that they don't have like a strong market, but I think that you could lower some great players there if you actually had some structure. If you actually had some some real a real type of uh, front office that had like real discipline and like kind of like a Miami heat culture or a golden state type of culture. Like if you had like a cult, a strong culture, like even with the Celtics, something like that, the, the, mostly those, the Celtics and the Lakers are mostly historic, but just <laughs> some type of like stability that would be great. And they, they, they kind of remind me of the Redskins, man. They, they, they Oh really? Not the Redskins, but, the Washington football team, excuse me. They kind of remind me of them. I just, I mean, the, the owner isn't as toxic, but it just feels like there's, they're just, they're just never in play ever. It seems like the people running it have just been inept at this point. Yeah. Maybe they can get somebody good in there. Um, they've got, they've got Dayer and Fox, who is a great piece to build around. Um, see what they can get out of Marvin Bagley, the third. If he can get if he can get healthy, you know they've got some pieces and they had a decent record this year. Um, Thirty one so and forty one. 
Yeah, you know, I think they have the potential to. They paid Harrison Barnes twenty four million dollars a year. Well, that's what I'm saying, Vladdy Divac. What the heck were you thinking? But they, they've got they've got a potential franchise point guard. Um, Let's not forget about uh, Buddy Heald. <laughs> Buddy Heald, who has made some comments recently, ex- kind of expressing disinterest in coming back to the team. Yeah. But maybe Vlad with Vlade gone, who knows? I think they've got they've got at least one building block that um, that's solid in Day Aaron Fox, and let's see what they can do in the draft. Yeah. Good old Jabari Parker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, they gave Harrison Barnes twenty four million dollars a year. Oh God! Who could have foreseen that being a problem? Man, like yeah, but you, yeah, the Mavericks picked him up and gave him a ton of money. Let's just go ahead and pick him up for you. Yeah, we'll take him. We could <laughs> we could really use him. Yeah, come on, guys, come on. Well, we're done with them right now. Maybe next year. Most likely not. Uh, All right, but seriously, not, I, I just want to point this out. They are never in the mix. Ever think about I mean, like it, think, think about it's all literally been since Vlade Divac was a player was last time they were good Vlade Divac Chris Weber Peja Soyakovich and Mike Bibby last time shout out to my boy Mike Bibby <laughs> I mean listen man I literally all, they they're never in play the teams that like even the teams that aren't in the playoff right now right think about Memphis in their resurgence think about Phoenix right now in their resurgence. Spurs, they're always great, and the, this was like their first year of not making the playoffs. The Pelicans are have their resurgence. The Timberwolves have been pretty good. Golden State, Cleveland, the Hawks are trying to get get there with um with my man's. Oh my god, why am I forgetting my man's name? Uh, Trey. Trey. Yep, there you go, Trey Young. Um, we we the, the Pistons. Uh, they they're trying. They're trying. The Pistons. The Pistons. At least they have a vision. Their plan. You know, they we're gonna tank and get some draft picks and rebuild this. We're not going to spend a lot of money in free agency. The Kings, like we said, what are they doing? They're winning too many games. They're blowing money on Harrison Barnes. What is, what is their vision here? Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. I will say we got the Chicago Bulls. They, they made the playoffs a few years ago. The, the Charlotte uh, Hornets, they made the playoffs a few years ago as well. I mean, obviously now they've lost Kemba, the, the, the Wizards, they're they're figuring it out. They're trying to figure it out. They have stars. I think they're the only always yeah the only the only other team that's worse than the Kings, okay, which everybody knows, and they they are. I take back my statement saying the Kings are like the Washington football team. The New York Knicks oh, are like yeah. the Washington football team. Yes, that's to the T. Perfect, perfect analogy to the T. So I'm gonna take all that back. The Knicks are pretty trash, 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 and they have history too. They're historic. They just oh jeez, I'll buy them. I'll buy them. I'll, I'll I'll put all my money into it. I'm just I'm, I'm, start a GoFundMe. Yeah, let's start a GoFundMe and take the Knicks back. Uh, I'm sure Spike Lee would endorse that. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's move through uh, down to college football, man. We we haven't talked about college football yet. We it's, it's been a whole NBA uh, show for the past 50 minutes. Let's talk touch on the college football. Uh, not they're not even opt outs. Like they the, the the conferences are just flat out just all over the place trying to figure out what to do. Come this upcoming fall, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have announced that they will not be playing any fall sports. I think the Big Ten say they're going to re- they're going to reevaluate that for the spring, which would be craziness all in itself. And then the Big Twelve, 
they're like, let's do it. We're not, we're not stopping. And I think some of those, like the, the ACC has had their issues as well of trying to figure out things with Rutgers. You mentioned earlier um, before we got on Lucas and then the, and then like the SEC is trying to figure it out as well. What is going on? Well, you know, not, not to get too political, but I kind of think, you know, what we're seeing with the conferences is the same thing we're seeing with the various states by region. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Big Ten Midwest and Pac-12 West Coast states have uh, been kind of a lot more strict with their, their policies as far as handling lockdowns and masks versus you know, a lot of the southern states with the SEC and the Big 12. And obviously, everybody knows, you know, in the South, football is king. And that's going to have to be a lot worse. And it's pretty bad already yeah. before they decide to cancel football. Accurate. And I think they're going to they're gonna go as far as they physically can <laughs> pushing football um, before they throw in the towel. For sure. There's, there's no doubt about it. They're going to, they're going to go until they can't go anymore. Mm-hmm. Until, I don't know, until, I don't know if the NCAA is at any point going to step in and just tell them this isn't good. Honestly, I think it's going to take uh, somebody catching it and uh, a big spreading event or something bad happening before they shut it down. Yeah. It's not going to work. I, it's not going to work. We're going to touch on the NFL in a few minutes as well. But we, we talked about this on, a, on our last show. The NBA has it down. They haven't had any new COVID issues in a, in, since, like, the first round, right, of, like, mm-hmm. their testing. Since they, they really got into the bubble. Yeah, like, they're good. They figured it out, and I know now in the playoffs they're going to try to bring some folks in and everything. Uh, some of their family members are going to come, come in, but they're going to be tested as well before they come in. But mm-hmm. listen, at the end of the day, like, the, the NBA, it's, like, so small – you know all the players. Like no one wants to be responsible for like being that guy, right? That ruins the whole thing. They're all getting paid. They're all doing what they need to do. The NBA will live on, right? They know they know to handle it like a business. Exactly. And and I think the NBA is one of the only leagues that really has like good advocates and the the players actually really understand the not only the power that they have within the league, but the responsibility they have as well. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be that guy, right? And they don't want to hurt their personal brands as well. Like, look at what happened with Rudy Gobert. Like, nobody exactly. wants to do. Like, nobody wants that. So exactly. they they will they will self police themselves. When you look at the NFL, there's just way too many moving bodies, and we talked about that last show, right? There's just too many people, too many moving parts, and they're and they have way more money than these college conferences do. They just they just do. And they can they they and they're not even planning on testing as they move along, and I don't think that season's going to last. But these college teams, the, these conferences are essentially on their own when it comes to like their protocols and what they're going to do and their safety. It's not going to work because all it takes is one guy, and it's over. Well, yeah, and here's the thing: the colleges are limited by what they can do, how far they can take these protocols. They can't really implement a bubble or yep. anything because. Yep. At that point, they open themselves up to why are these student athletes being treated separately than the regular students? And then that opens up to them the whole employee versus student athlete argument. And they're doing everything they can to avoid that, um, to avoid having to actually give the players a piece of the pie. Yeah. Um, but then I don't know if you saw this, 
but just recently, uh, today, uh, news about Liberty University, who a lot of the ACC teams have been scheduling um, to kind of fill up fill up their schedules. Yep. They they announced that they haven't had any uh, positive COVID tests but mainly because they only test players who are showing symptoms. And as everybody knows, you can be asymptomatic. Yeah. And so they're just not testing anybody. Yeah. And Virginia Tech and I think Clemson and all these schools are scheduled to play them. Like they don't even know that guys are positive or not. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I did just recently see that. I think it just came out like today, right? Like is yeah. the, the article coming out, I think the ACC is like, you guys aren't testing anybody? Like what? Like they're, they're only testing people who are showing symptoms, which the majority of these athletes who have tested positive never showed symptoms. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, that's what's so dangerous. It's terrible. I, I mean, I don't, they're, you're, I think you're, you're spot on with what you said earlier. They're going to push it as far as they can until they can't push it anymore. And it's unfortunate. I hope everybody stays safe. But it's I don't it's not gonna work, man. It's not gonna work. It just won't. But only time will tell. I I hope it works. But the with the fall coming, man, there's about to be yo. Let's not even get into that. Let's just we'll, we'll, we we hope that it goes well, man. That's that's all we can say. We hope that it goes. Pay the well. players. Yeah, yeah. Pay, pay the players. Pay, pay them. Solve solve this issue right now. Wear a mask and pay the players. That's it. Hey, and Lucas, we trust. Lucas 2020 there you go all right all right let's let's end off uh let's end off the the first like our first half of segment here with the NFL man we we almost got a little bit of loose Lou Williams situation but not really (laughs) not really a little bit a little bit of humor yeah uh the Seahawks oh man I'm trying to be respectful Maybe you should take this one, Lucas. Let me, let me, let me, let me not say nothing yet. Let me let you go ahead and and, and develop this story here and unfold it for us, please. So Seahawks, uh, I think, believe he was a rookie, rookie cornerback. I'm going to butcher his name, but Kima Siverin uh, was recently let go by the Seahawks after he was caught trying to sneak a female companion into the team hotel. Kima's brilliant scheme here was apparently <laughs> to dress his companion up in Seahawks team gear and disguise her as a player. Um, you know, I don't, maybe she could pass as a running back. I don't know. <laughs> there, they, you know, there's some five, eight running backs in the league. Oh my God. I, I'm curious what jersey number she was wearing, what position. I, I really, I need to see this. They said they caught her on. They caught him on the uh, the hotel video security feed. And TMZ, if you're listening, I need this video. We need it. I want to like, see. Was she was she just wearing a, like a Seahawks hoodie, or like I, I you know personally, I want I want to I want to believe. That he put her in full pads. I don't know why they were wearing full pads walking through the hotel room, um, but that's hey, like, in my mind's eye. She's wearing full pads. She's got the and she's got helmet and she's wearing a, a Marshawn Lynch jersey too. Oh my I, that's God. Just in my in my in my head canon. That's what I see. 
be like, yo, is, is, the, is that, does she have straight hair? No, those are dreads. Don't worry that's, about that's, that. That's Marshawn's dreads. That's Marshawn's dreads. This is Marshawn. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I definitely need to see that video. I'm go- See, this is why I let you go first, Lucas, because I'm going to go in, man. <laughs> Bro, you really, like, you a rookie, man. You trying to make the team. And you try to disguise a woman as a player to sneak her into the hotel room. Your mind is not on football, bruh. You're not trying to make the team. And I love what the Seahawks did. They cut them. Because it's a zero tolerance policy, man. You're not going to put the team and everybody in jeopardy because you're doing something stupid and you're being selfish. You don't got no clout. You don't got no pool. Why would you do that? He was an undrafted rookie. Like, do you... Do you like you do you think you're the first pick? Do you think you're the first round pick? Like what what are you doing? Uh, it, and I I I'm reading this in the Washington Post right now and it is with a heavy heart that I have to re, uh, report that the woman was wearing a Seahawks hoodie with the hood pulled up oh. and not and not full pads as I had hoped. Oh no. That that definitely takes away from from the story a little bit well we can imagine that she was though <laughs> she probably had to put a little something probably she had to put some pads underneath to make it look a little bit more you know stocky but i, I mean come on man. what are you doing listen i get it man maybe he's in love maybe that's what it is lucas maybe, maybe. he's just in love we, we don't know we assume you know he is just he pulled some instagram model or whatever but you know maybe it's his longtime girlfriend it's his wife it's whoever you know, I give him the give him the benefit of the doubt, but it doesn't really matter. It was it was dumb. Yeah, it, he's putting he's putting his teammates, his his teammates, his brothers, the fellow employees. He's putting them at risk at this point with everything that's going on. Come on. Yeah, man. Listen, I I'm 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 trying not to go too hard on him, but I probably should, man. What are you thinking, man? What are you thinking? You are undrafted. For, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm trying to do jokes aside. No, I'm going to do some jokes. Bro, what you think was going to happen, bro? You think you was going to sneak in there and nobody was going to find out? Hmm? You think you was going to sneak in a, a, a fine woman, maybe? I'm, I'm guessing she's a very fine, lovely lady. You think you was going to sneak her in? You, Lucas, you, you, we play ball together. You remember when we get on campus, you know, the first couple weeks, it's, it's mostly us mm-hmm. and... I mean, what other teams were there? I don't. I think what's another fall sport that was out there during the time we were there? I think that was. Mo- I think it was mostly us, and I think soccer maybe. Yeah, maybe the soccer team would come, but that would be, that would be later. And I think we would get volleyball as well later. But we would be on campus for about a week and a half by ourselves, just testosterone all the time, right? We all going through the same thing, man. They would come do our, our, our check-ins every night just to make sure we weren't doing anything crazy. Okay? Uh-huh. Come Come. Everybody's going through the same thing. Everybody got wives. They got kids at home. They can't have nobody there with them, man. What are you doing? It don't make no sense. Don't get, don't get me wrong now. When I, when I was back, when I was, when I was in that situation and the ladies came on campus, I was excited. I was like, yes, nobody else, right? I get it, but you gotta. It's 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 bigger than just you. It's it's about the team. Now, listen, what he should have did is had her disguise as the chicken wing delivery woman. That would (laughs) have went better. That would, yo, man, she came all the way from Magic City, bro. We gotta let her in to give me this chicken. 
that would have worked better, bro. But you blame use the Lou Williams has set the the playbook for how to do this. Yes, you got to follow it to the to a T. That's all you got to do, and you will be fine. But no, you want to try to be clever to try to do some extra. Throw throw a hoodie on her and that's it. That's not even creative. Like, even Lucas's theory is a little bit more creative than that. Put uh, some football pads on her, man. Get, get, had a helmet in. Be like, yo, why is it? Oh, it's just a rookie, man. We we joking. You we, know, we, 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 we about to clown him. That's it. Seahawks out here signing five foot three nickelbacks. Jeez, jeez. What's what's my man's name? Joiner. Hey, man. <laughs> I think he's on. Is he still on the? No, he's on a different. I was about to say, is he still on the Rams? He might be. Yeah, I think Joiner's still on the Rams, but he might be. But yeah, he's like five eight. But like five three cornerbacks. I mean, nickelbacks. That that'll definitely do the trick, man. You can definitely cover a tight end like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, good luck to this kid. Uh, hopefully, he learned a lesson. Um, but it's zero tolerance, man. You can't be doing stuff, and hopefully, this deters anybody else from doing anything crazy yep. like that. But sometimes you gotta be made an example of. That's it. All right, we're gonna end this uh, the show off with how we usually end it with our big question. All right, here it is, Lucas. The NBA bubble MVP. Who you got? Dame, TJ Warren, Devin Booker. Who you got? Man, for me, I mean, it really comes down between Dame and Devin Booker. They both put up numbers. Devin Booker, they went eight zero. Yep. Man, it's tough. Dame, Dame Booker, the Suns, unfortunately, did not make the playoffs despite going 8-0. And that's because of what they did before the bubble. They, yep. You know, they weren't good enough before the bubble. Yep. But I got to go Dame because he put the team on his back. Literally. Like we said earlier, there's there, CJ McCall is injured. Carmelo's in a slump. The other guys are just coming back from injury. Dame did something you just don't see. 51, 61, 42. He's the second player ever in NBA history to have multiple 60-point games in a season. Him and Will. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Will Chamberlain, everybody. That's all I will say. Listen, uh, going off on a tangent aside, you want to talk about the greatest of all time? You say Will, nobody can argue with you. Nobody. But I got I got to go Dame as the bubble MVP. Put the team on his back and got them into the playoffs. Just went full Mamba mentality and got the Blazers there. Booker did everything he could, but he couldn't. Get them over the hump. Yeah, I will um, agree with you on this. It is definitely Damian Lillard. Dame time. It, 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 it. I mean, this is literally exemplary of like what Dame time is. This is this is what it embodies. It's it's either win or go home. I'm gonna put the team on my back. I'm gonna score forty. I'm gonna score fifty. I'm gonna average about fifty five a game, and we are gonna win and make it to the playoffs. And that's just what it's gonna be. What it's gonna be. And I'm gonna let you know the job ain't done yet. That's just <laughs> what it is. He, I mean, he. There's nobody Devin I mean, Devin Booker. Don't get me don't get me wrong. The kid the kid was amazing. We all know that he's been really good, right? Like even even Draymond knows he's great. Draymond got fined for it, right? <laughs> like like everybody knows he's great, and he, he he he. No one can take that away from him. But as far as you know, B 
being able to lift your team up physically, one man team, right? And being able, and people can say that about Devin Booker sometimes, but it, it is definitely a one man show. It has been these last couple games mm-hmm. for the Portland Trailblazers. And people want to talk about missing two free throws. All right. Come on, man. And he's going to continue to do this throughout the rest of the playoffs. He's just going to continue to do it. It's going to be great. And I'm here for it. And he's by far the MVP by a long shot. Devin, you almost there, though. I like you, bro. You know what this reminds me of? Uh, Damian Lillard's performance right now. Remember back, oh, I don't know how many years ago, but uh, Kembo Walker in the, in the NCAA tournament. Oh, man. When yes. they just... They won their conference tournament, and then they just went through the whole ter- the whole NCAA tournament on Kemba Walker's back mm-hmm. to the championship. Yep, that's what his performance reminds me of right now. I mean, literally, like uh, to 2011, man, man, that was a good time. Um, that's when we met, bro. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that was that is a great that is a great comparison because I mean, it's literally. Do you think? Could we fathom that Dame could take them all the way to the promised land? No, <laughs> but but what I mean I mean what if what what if CJ magically starts feeling better? Carmelo starts feeling good. I know I, I saw that Whiteside didn't play really down the stretch like these last couple of games, but you know they got a couple. What's my man's name? Nokovic. I'm not a size right name. Nurkic. Nurkic. Yeah, the one that broke his Nurkic. leg last year. Yeah, he <laughs> like they're. Like if they start hitting on all cylinders now, they might I have think, a chance. I think they could. I think they could give the Lakers a scare. I think they could potentially beat the Lakers, like we said. Yeah. Uh, who's going to guard Dame? Yeah. Yeah. But you know the thing with the NBA versus NCAA tournament, it's a seven game series versus you know a uh, uh, one and done. Yeah. And with that, talent wins out, and they. They don't have the they don't have the depth right now to make it all the way. You know, another comparison would be, and again, I don't think this is likely, but it's AI taking the Sixers to the championship on his back. Listen, it's it's a guard deciding he's going to do whatever it takes, and Lillard has the mentality. I just think it's going to be it, the West is just too tough right now for him to go all the way with it, which would make it even sweeter. If he were he were able to do that, I mean, oh, he would he would singly handedly become the face of the NBA. Oh, we'd be talking about one, yeah, one of the greatest performances of ever. all time. Yeah, he would single handedly, like, and I think he knows it too. Like, he would single handedly do that, and there would be no asterisk. I don't care what nobody says. This is entertaining. Um, it's good basketball that they're playing. There's, I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about it. It would make it more sweet. I would think it would be amazing. And look, and this is what happens when you have the Golden State Warriors not in the playoffs. This is what happens when you have like some of those big names, kind of, and even the Lakers. There's, I mean, I don't think there's anybody that you can say right now definitively that you think this is the favorite to win the whole thing. It's that's not the same anymore. It's not going to be Golden State and the the Cleveland Cavaliers again. It's not going to be Golden State and whoever figures it out in the East. It is you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's 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 back to normal, and it's going to be like this for a while. We don't know, but hey, listen, the game the game just started. We're going to wrap this up. Lucas and I going to go watch the game. Oh yeah, 
we'll be back next week. Thank you all for joining. Lucas, you got any you got any uh, closing statements, closing remarks? Save the post office. Tip your waitress. Peace. Peace out, folks. See you next time.